Chapter 2 of Mighty Animals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Mighty Animals by Jenny Irene Mix. Chapter 2 How a Dinosaur Was Buried in the Rock. In the days when the dinosaurs were at the height of their power, a brontosaurus, as he pulled himself from out of the water to lie down on the shore, for a rest, was attacked by a hungry allosaurus. The agile flesh-eater sprang on the back of the clumsy brontosaurus, and instantly the two were engaged in a terrific battle. For a while they fought on the soft ground at the edge of the lake, and then both fell into the water, where they continued their struggle with renewed ferocity. They fought long and hard, thrashing the water with mighty strokes and uttering fearful sounds, until, at last, Brontosaurus began to grow weak, became quiet for a moment, then sank beneath the waves. The victorious Allosaurus soon left the scene of the conflict, swimming away with an ease that showed that he had suffered little injury in the fierce encounter through which he had just passed. Now it happened that later the huge body of the dead dinosaur rose to the surface of the lake and floated there. The action of the air on the flesh, the heat of the sun, and the greediness of many creatures living in the water caused all of the soft parts of the body to disappear, leaving only the bones. Some of these were broken by the teeth of ferocious monsters and scattered in fragments, hither and thither. But many other parts of the skeleton fell to the bottom of the lake, where they sank into the mud. Because this mud was soft and very thick, it gradually closed tight over the bones, making a covering for them through which the air could not penetrate. Had it been possible for the air to reach the skeleton, it would have decayed and crumbled to pieces but the mud kept every bone secure from harm. Time passed until all the animals which had been living when this dinosaur was vanquished in his fight were dead. Other animals took their places in the world and lived out their lives, and in their turn died, to be followed by still other animals. And so life on this earth continued, one generation of animals succeeding another, until thousands upon thousands of centuries had passed. And all this time, the bones of the dinosaur lay sealed in their tomb at the bottom of the lake. But a change had taken place in that tomb, a change so wonderful it may well be described as one of nature's most beautiful miracles. Day after day, during all the tens of thousands of years, the bones had been lying buried. The earth along the shores of the lake was being washed into the water in tiny particles, and, in times of storm, streams flowing into it were brown with mud. Large quantities of this mud from the shores and the streams settled to the bottom of the lake, and, in this way, the covering over the dinosaur's bones became deeper with each succeeding year. Occasionally, also, the bones of other animals, which had died in the lake or had been washed into it after they had died on shore, settled into the muddy bottom. Even when twigs and leaves from the vegetation growing along the banks fell into the water, some of them found their way, slowly and gently, to this same tomb of mud. And all these bones and leaves and twigs, 
as they lay at the bottom of the lake, were covered up by other mud that was washed into the water, just as the dinosaur's bones had been covered. Through all this time the miracle was taking place, for the weight of the water on the mud at the bottom of the lake was causing that mud constantly to become a thicker and harder mass. The enormous pressure cemented the tiny particles together until they turned to stone. And this is the way many rocks in which bones are found buried were formed, by the long-continued pressure of water on mud, or sand, or millions of tiny shells. Other rocks containing bones were formed through different processes equally mysterious, and always this marvelous change was wrought in some way by the action of water. But this changing of the mud into stone was not all of the miracle that took place in the dinosaur's tomb. Not even the most delicate parts of his skeleton were broken while this change was going on. When he sank beneath the waves, this creature's mouth had been partly open, and at the time that his skull was buried in the mud, the jaws were still apart, leaving the teeth exposed. But although the weight of the water was sufficient to cement the mud into solid rock, the teeth in this skull were not even bent. For, just as rapidly as the mud had turned to stone, so had the bones within them been changed into the same material. How this could happen, no one has ever been able to explain. We are told that as the animal matter in all such buried bones disappears, its place is taken by lime and silica, but how this change comes about, we do not know. It remains one of nature's many beautiful mysteries. Thus it was that, after countless years, the bones of the dinosaur which had fought for its life in this lake were changed into what is called a fossil, and lay embedded in the solid rock beneath the water. All the other things, whether they were bones, or twigs, or leaves, that had fallen into the mud soon after the dinosaur had died, had been turned into fossils also. And as more mud was carried into the lake and settled to the bottom, more animals and leaves and twigs found their way into this mud, and in this manner, layer after layer of rocks containing fossils were formed above those in which the dinosaur lay buried. If the earth had never changed in any way, no one would ever have known that the mighty dinosaur was in this rocky tomb. But it happens that the earth is ever-changing, occasionally because of violent earthquakes, and constantly through the action of the waters that beat against the shores, and the effects of rain and wind, heat and cold. So, as the ages passed, changes began to take place in this lake. Such vast quantities of mud and sand had been carried into it that the bottom rose higher and higher, until the water that once had been so deep became very shallow. The land in all the region round about was changing also, and ravines were formed through which the water from the lake ran in rivers. In this way, all the water at last disappeared, leaving the lake dry. And by this time, through the upheaval and sinking of the land, the bones of the dinosaur which had lost its life in the lake, millions of years before, lay buried in the solid rock five thousand feet below the surface of the earth. No human being had yet lived upon the earth when this lake disappeared, and the rock which had formed beneath its waters became dry land. Many thousands of years were yet to pass before man appeared, and during those years great crevices opened in the rock because the earth was continually stretching and contracting, 
and deep canyons were cut out by the waters. In other places, huge masses of rock were tumbled together in confused heaps. These changes continued until even that deep portion of the stone, where the dinosaur was entombed, was exposed to view. After the wind and rain and sand had beat against this rock for many centuries, the surface began to wear away, and after another period of time, which no man can rightly estimate, some of the dinosaur's bones became visible. But there was no danger of their falling from out of the rock, even if it broke into fragments, for they were a part of the stone, only a little different from it in color and texture. In many of the rocks surrounding the tomb of the dinosaur were the twigs and leaves and the bones of other animals which had fallen into that ancient lake, and been buried at the bottom and turned to fossils. And they and the dinosaur would all be lying in those same rocks today, were it not that after man had been in this world for many centuries, it was discovered that the history of the life that was lived on this earth before human beings existed, was sealed up in the rocks throughout the world. Determined to read this history through studying these rocks, and the secrets buried within them, certain men found a way to open the rocks and take the fossils from them without injury. They also learned how to put the skeletons of the animals together just as they were in life. And because they could do this, it has come to pass that the fossilized bones of the dinosaur, which, millions of years ago, were buried at the bottom of a lake that long since disappeared, had been made into a skeleton, and are on exhibit in a museum. How all this was done is another wonderful story. End of chapter 2